1: Janie Lee Grace, welcome to the Natural Health and Sobriety Show on UK Health Radio. Well we've got a slightly unusual show today because um, my co-author and I are going to get to have a chat. Welcome Beverly Densham, how are you doing?
0: Thank you very much Jamie. yeah it's it, it, it's a good day today, a yeah. busy work day but yeah it's a good day and thank you very much for having me on.
1: Great, great to chat to you. So so the reason I say that is because um, Beverly and I have co-authored a book, uh, well, a series of books, in fact, and we thought, well, why don't we just both chat about what's in the books and and see if there's anything of interest for this audience, which I'm sure there will be. So the, the books are a series of books called Stress to Calm in Seven Minutes. And what we've done is Niche them down to professions because, uh, well, I'm going to ask you about this in a minute, Bev, but, um, certainly with the work that you do, you've really recognized the need for that certain professions have to, uh, to really eliminate stress in their life. But the reality is, um, that can be, that can feel impossible. It can feel literally overwhelming. If you've already got a high-powered, very stressful job, to have to add in something else just feels like, it just feels impossible. So, what we've done, the beauty of these books, these series of books, is that they literally give you tools that take one minute, and I mean one minute. (laughs) So, uh, so Bev, Bev, do you want to just share with us a bit about your work and and how all this whole idea came about? Because it very much Mm. stemmed out of you working with stressed individuals didn't it
0: yeah that's right so so i am a mindfulness pilates teacher i've been teaching over 25 years now and obviously author and i co-author with you and so so what happened was from us from the stress side of things um i in recent years i had a lawyer came to me because of their stress and i have to i have to say it's been noticeable even though i've been teaching so long It's been noticeable in the last few years that more people have come along admitting their stress and their mental health struggles to me before Mm. they would only say, I've got back pain, I've got hip pain, and it's always a body pain, body pain. But um, I think people are starting to feel more comfortable about asking for help with stress or their mental health and well-being. And so what happened was I had a lawyer I'd known for at least two years, actually, and I can say her name because she's actually now writing the foreword to her book. But our book. But at the time, she wanted help from me with her her stress levels actually, and so we did a three week one to one program together. And at that point, interestingly, that's all she needed to to get her back on track. But then she need and I empowered her by teaching her the tools to help her on a daily basis. And then she carried on with regular classes to, you know, keep learning new other tools, um, etc. And that sort of then led into not just helping Anna. um, It also led into helping her whole team, her whole law firm. She's Mm. a partner in a law firm. And I was like, wow, what, what I realized at that point was just before I started teaching her team, I took the tracksuit bottoms, leggings out of it. Somebody could still be in their work clothes at the desk and teach them on zoom um just all sitting sitting practical exercises for their stress levels for their stress management well-being and, men- and best mental health so i these seven tools sort of appeared even though they've been taught for so long these seven practical one minute tools can just be done at the desk yes i did teach them in obviously workshops and classes but The do-it-yourself version on your own is you do it for a minute. Maybe you do two in a row for two minutes. (laughs) Or if you're really up to here with the stress levels, you can do seven whole minutes. And my goodness me, it really is worth motivating yourself to do seven whole minutes if you're really you're you're up to your eyeballs in stress or you're not yeah. very well or you're overwhelmed and that sort of thing
1: mm. yeah I, I i love the the immediacy of it i think that's what's what is going to hopefully make the make help the books to do to do well and in the series so we've got the first one is for lawyers which is out and then the next books are for nurses and for teachers there'll no doubt be more down the line but what, what you know in the kind of when you've been kind of thinking about this for for over this period of time, what what do you find in terms of stress? You know, in terms of stress in the workplace, I mean, whether it's lawyers, nurses, yeah. teachers, any profession actually, th- there's definitely something going on, isn't there? I mean, we've always had stress, of course we have. It's it you know it's always been a thing, but would you agree that it's more of a thing now, or or do you think it is as you just alluded to that perhaps? It was always really high levels of stress in many workplace situations, but people didn't perhaps feel that they could talk about it before.
0: I, th- I think that is complete. Personally, I think that's completely it. I think people didn't even know what mental health was in the in the olden days. I, I think, or at least it wasn't talked about. And I think, I think it's. Um, becoming more commonplace that it's being it's starting to be addressed i mean i nearly bought a fruit bowl along today because a lot of companies are only offering a bowl of fruit at most and then others are you know doing good stuff with it but yeah i think um yeah that i think i i would say that's pretty spot on really
1: Mm. what have you found in terms of stress generally so i think you've been looking at some stats
0: yeah i have got some statistics for you so oh dear so these are from the World Health Organization. Um, one of their statistics is 43% of adults suffer adverse health effects because of stress. And this is, this is massive. And I have heard Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, um, author and doctor, talking about this a lot as well and, on his podcast and things, which is 75 to 90% of GP visits are stress-related.
1: Mm. It doesn't surprise me, actually, because I mean, I would wager it's even more because, of course, depending on how holistic you want to go, you know, there's there's usually an emotional element to absolutely everything. UK Health Radio, the
0: station that makes you feel good. good. I think companies, well, surely every company and and workplace, you know, would want to look after their team because they're going to actually turn up to work more often. So this statistic is from them as well, which is, I'll have to translate it into pounds, but this is in dollars, costing companies 300 billion pounds a year in absenteeism, low productivity, healthcare costs and employee turnover. So, you know, if you can reduce the stress, you save yeah. the company money you save them having people off which is then making everyone else more stressed than one of however many of them are actually off work because of their stress and the people who are left are obviously even more stressed because their workload's going up yeah exactly so it's a exactly bit of a, it's called yeah. a vicious cycle a Vicious cycle,
1: isn't it and then yeah. it
0: really in an ideal world just providing a company with a bowl of fruit okay Well, that's
1: meant to reduce their stress have a have, have an apple <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, obviously, as we know, things like juicing and smoothies are amazing for health and well being. So, we, we definitely don't want to knock that on the head. But if that's all they're offering is a bowl of fruit, then that obviously mm. is not great. I mean, so some companies are taking it more seriously and providing things like confidential counseling, that sort of thing, which is really, really great. Because if people aren't even asking for help, then, you know, some of the statistics with um, lawyers of one in 10 are thinking about suicide. Wow. You know, and that was that was quoted in the Lawyer's Gazette. And, you know, some of these statistics are quite alarming and, and some professions are higher up. Those sorts of at the scale, yeah. dentists are quite high up as well.
1: I did notice as well in the, some of the surveys that we did that quite a few people were considering leaving the profession, you know, that they were in. And again, you know, if you've got a role like a nurse or a teacher, or, you know, I mean, these roles are just so important and and, and the fact that people are having to leave due to stress, it's, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, just picking up on what you were saying on those stats. I remember a while ago, um, I picked up a stat that was 24 million people in the UK admitted to, um, uh, what was the expression they use? Self medicating um, uh, due to stress. Now, of course, we're talking about you know alcohol and and, and and whatever, and that of course, with the work I do, you know, running the sober club and and being a sobriety coach is 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 very interesting because one thing that we notice within the sober club is that uh, people will very often say um, they they'll, they'll hit burnout before they uh, allow themselves to. Um, basically share what what might be going on with their employer and and th- and in terms of what the what workplaces are offering again, this is very interesting because, as you say, some offer counseling, some um, organizations offer well being sessions for staff, um, you know it might yeah. be a time management, stress management, might even be reduced smoking or whatever, but they never touch alcohol. <laughs> because <laughs> that would be a bridge way too far for a lot of them so that needs to change for starters but you're right good. you know what 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 workplaces are offering is is um is is generally not not up to par sadly um yeah it really is a thing um all, or so,
0: all so, so, all, all ticking boxes and are bringing some really good stuff in but then you need it's like brushing with you know, like stress, stress and stress management, you know, things need to be regular. It's great. Yeah. You know, a workshop is great, but that doesn't build a habit. It's like brushing your teeth. You have, Very true, teeth. Yeah. You have to Very keep um, using whatever the tool is.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's really true. And I think, you know, in the book, what's, what we've tried to do in the books is, is share, um, you know, a little bit of the science behind each tool, why it, why it might work, why mm-hmm. it's important. Um and And then and obviously, how you can use the tool and incorporate it, but we've also included a few um comments from people in their profession to share you know what's going on for them particularly um and also some of those people have shared what their workplace does or doesn't offer in terms of That's stress. Right. I remember one of the um participants in the survey said that the her workplace had was offering um, some kind of a, a helpline, or there was definitely something available for people with sort of stress and, and mental health issues, but no one quite knew how to access it. And, and when she, and then there was yeah. a, somebody else I remember who was a manager, that's right, she was in the management team. And she said, We have in place, you know, X and Y and X and Y, but no one, no one does it because they haven't got time because the yeah. things that are being offered are like after work or at lunchtime and most of pe- most people with really high powered very stressful jobs quite frankly do not want to stay a minute after their shift ends understandably and they definitely yeah. don't want to use their lunchtime when they might be doing extra work anyway so so there are, you know there's some issues but anyway the good news is you know we mm-hmm. can take back a bit of responsibility which of course is always going to be the answer if we can incorporate some you know some tools as you say regularly like you can do it as do it as uh habitually as brushing our teeth it's it's definitely going to make a difference isn't it
0: it really does
1: so you you started using um some of these these tools when you worked with uh, lawyers and you know as you say on zoom or whatever so that there are things that have been Uh, adapted to um, that you can do in the workplace I mean obviously you can do them at home as well but you could do them in the workplace so I mean just give us an example then let's just let's just talk about something that would benefit absolutely everybody, doesn't matter what profession you're in. And that is how we can kind of um, stretch or how we can use our body a little bit while we're seated. I mean, I am so guilty of this. You know, I sit at the goddamn desk for way too long. um, And, and, you know, and I sit with my legs crossed, which is not good. And my posture isn't necessarily very good. And, and, you know, man, do I need to use these tools myself. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like
0: a really good idea
1: <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so, so wherever you're listening right now with me and Jamie, um yeah you can sit with good posture for a start if you slump like a banana it really uh, you know it really is makes your muscles feel worse you get stiffer in the head neck shoulders back so if you just start off by you know having your bottom at the back of the chair sit tall feet hip width apart feet underneath your knees relax and get off the laptop for a, a minute and just mm. relax your arms down by the side and just do a few stretches. I mean, if you're really stressed, just take a few breaths before you start, or you can breathe whilst you stretch. Just do a few, like a few little shoulder circles each way. You can do three or five, um, just circling the shoulders. Make sure it feels comfortable. Get your head out of tech neck position, so bring your head up on top of your spine. Relax your head and neck, and then tilt your head side to side, so you go from ear towards the shoulder, just to where it's comfortable to. So these are quite good little basic neck stretches and then go chin to chest to stretch to mid back and that's like a really good little starting point you can finish off with a couple side to side and do that for a minute or and then have a little walk around and then get back to work again.
1: Mm. Let's just you mentioned um, you know taking a few deep breaths before we start let's just talk a bit about breathing because you know again there's a lot of people talk about breath work don't they and the importance of breathing I mean of course we all breathe but it's about how we breathe um and you know I I must say sometimes I get I personally I think people I think there's a lot of conflicting stuff about breathing that can end up making people feel maybe a bit extra stressed because it's like okay well do I do I do a full-on Wim Hof then and Uh. you know go and have a cold shower and puff it all out you know or do (laughs) I you know do I read James Nestor's book and um and, and, you know, breathe only through my nose, sh- you know, uh, I mean, w- what would you say is, uh, I mean, as somebody, you know, well-versed in Pilates, what, what would you say is a kind of a, 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 good, a good way for people to, well, breathe normally, in a commas, or, you know, how can we incorporate it so it doesn't make us extra stress worrying that we got it wrong?
0: Uh, just, just do it, really. um In my opinion, all types of breathing. There's a lot of different breathing types out there. I think they're all very good. I love learning all sorts of different breathing, and I teach many different types of breathing, relaxation, meditation, Pilates breathing, um, is core stability breathing. So there's a whole purpose behind it, um, and it does help increase your core stability. But the breathing that we're really, which you can do, it's you know, breathing into your ribs and your back. You're not tensing your neck and shoulders and you're definitely not breathing into your stomach because you need to have your deep abdominal muscles support you on exercises but but for this case really just get on with it um Uh, you know get on with it and just close your eyes sitting at your desk or you know sitting wherever you are you can stand if you prefer or lie down and just breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth relax and do this Mm -hmm. 10 times or for up to a minute Just let your breathing slow down, relax your tummy. And that's about it, really. Mm, It's really focusing on it, isn't it? That makes the difference. That is just very simple. Keep it simple to start with. Yes, you know, some people find different breathing better or easier. And sometimes one person can be one thing and another. So We we are showing several types like in our book and stuff. But really, just get going. Whatever you're doing, as long as it's feeling comfortable and you're not feeling dizzy or anything or lightheaded, that means you've over-breathed. So um, you just keep it really simple to start with. You can't go wrong. Um, Just concentrate. um, Just allow, you know, your head, neck and shoulders, back, hip, sides to relax. And once you've done your 10 back, you go to work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of this really is about putting in that pause, isn't it? You know, when pause. we just take mm-hmm. the pause, it's because the problem yeah. is, you know, when we're right in the middle of something, I mean, I, you know, I was saying before we um, did this mm. recording that mm-hmm. I've got such a ridiculous day of, mm. I mean, it really is headless chicken stuff, you know, really just rushing from one thing to the next to the next and barely catching up on myself. But the reality is, you know, when that, when you have times like that, the balls drop. In reality, the balls yeah. drop. It's much better to, if you can, I'm talking to myself yeah. here clearly, but if you can actually just think ahead and ask, well, is there one of those things that somebody else could do? <laughs> or, or you know, yeah. can, can, is there something here that isn't actually a priority in my working day yeah. Um, yeah. so that I can take a quick breather? Because then all of the things that you're doing exactly. will probably be better than trying to do 58,000 things. I yeah. mean, I did—I met someone the other day, I did a uh, one of my... Um, self-care and sobriety retreats and um, this woman had literally hit burnout Mm -hmm. um, uh, interestingly enough in the nursing profession um, and literally hit burnout and and had to you know take goodness knows how long off work and it was really interesting because we were able to sort of discuss well did you see it coming did you see it coming and that's such an interesting question because of course looking back she's able to say yeah, now I think back, I really was overwhelmed. I wasn't putting in the time for myself to kind of recoup. I wasn't taking any time for me. I wasn't talking about any of it to anyone, you know, so everything was getting bottled up. Um, so looking back, yes, I could see it happening. Um, but, of course, that's the benefit of hindsight, isn't it? And actually what we need to do is when we can bring ourselves Back to center, even if it's just for a few minutes, we can check in with how we're doing rather than allowing this to escalate.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, like I i have a busy schedule today. So I've gone, I, I start work at usually at eight o'clock in the morning. So I've had class and class and then, but there's, there's not long between each class. And I would turn up five minutes early for each thing and then two hours business networking, then radio interview with you, and then I'm back to teaching a one-to-one programme time. But there's like five to ten minutes, maximum 15 between things, and I could easily... My inbox is is, is filling up, but am I doing anything about it? No, I just I just <laughs> ignore it till later so mm. that I can make sure I eat, I make sure I drink, make sure I go to the bathroom, and make sure I do a bit of these tools. I do a bit of breathing or a bit of, um, you know, um, you know, something empowering and something calming and strengthening before the next thing. So you're actually enjoying and and actually enjoying each thing rather than running around like a headless chicken
1: yeah exactly. so, in the books we've got a combination of of tools you know some of them, as you say, are uh kind of energizing and will you know help you feel energized. some will uh, help calm you down a little bit um and then one tool um let's share one of the the tools that we have in the book which is which is journaling and Journaling is something that I, I recommend. I've been recommending journaling to, you know, every, pretty much everyone I work with for a long time because um, it really is so powerful to actually mm-hmm. kind of let it out, <laughs> Like let out, what, you know, what's what's mm-hmm. inside. And then I know you've kind of taken the whole journaling thing one step further and, 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 and are looking at how we can literally make this effective even in one minute. Yeah. Um, but just before we talk about the one-minute version, um, tell me about your experience of journaling and then and I'll I'll share mine
0: yeah I, well I've, I've actually been a diary writer since I was, I was lit, a little girl actually and I remember having this five it was this beautiful diary that I was given it was like um, I don't know it looked like leather like and it had a it was a five-year diary with a lot a little gold thing on the front and I took great joy in writing in this in this in this diary it's the diary so my first experience with it was literally writing down what I'd been doing so it wasn't really as I over the years and then I then I left it for a long time and then I when I was traveling around the world I was writing and putting pictures in and all sorts um and then then it kind of went into you talked about Julia Cameron and the artist's way and really, I really started to start writing sort of two a four pages a day. First, you know, first thing in the morning after my hot and cold shower, mm-hmm. um, and and then it's just become a whole um, passion actually of actually loving to go to a coffee shop and and just journal you know, mm-hmm. how, how I'm feeling, what I've been doing personally, professionally, or if I've got problems or challenges, just writing it all down. And if it gets all negative, then sort of starting to cross out things or you know. And then, with, and then it sort of evolved into a fast technique for clients to use, which I mm. also love to use as well with the one-minute journaling, which mm. we're often sharing as a tool. Radio. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Radio. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good.
1: Just to pick up on on what you're saying, in case anyone's not aware of what journaling actually is, a lot a lot of it, as you say, was kind of made famous, if you like, by Julia Cameron with the book called The Artist's Way, because it's it's, it's multi million bestseller. You know, it has been for many many years. I still don't think it's the right title, but anyway, <laughs> that's my that's that's my thing. Uh, what would um, you
0: call it? What would you? I would call it?
1: it. I would call it. You know and enhance your creativity through writing is what I'd call it. But I mean, I know it's about other things as well, but anyway, um, I just think that, uh, it, it, you know, her, her very simple take on it is, is, is fantastic. And, and for anyone who's not aware, what Julia Cameron recommends is that we do what she calls morning pages, which of course can be done at any time. But her recommendation is that you get up, you grab your coffee or whatever you want and you write three pages longhand. And, and that bit is important. I really believe that writing with a pen on paper, you know, the old fashioned way <laughs> is really good for the cognitive brain. It's a very different approach. And we don't edit the, those words. Um, we literally let them, let them out. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. I found it when I first stopped drinking, I did a, a months of journaling. I now recommend it to anyone who wants to make any kind of behavior change, definitely, or if you've got anything going on in your life, uh, if you're feeling stressed, commit to doing a, a couple of pages, preferably first thing in the morning. I do think it really helps because you haven't had chance to read everything else and look at everyone else's emails and look at your messages and listen to the news. It's just before you actually go out, you go in, as it were, and it just allows you to write down everything that's in your mind. And if you do that without any judgment and also almost without without pausing, so it's that sort of conscious stream of thought, as it were. So I remember I used to find myself writing I don't know what to write <laughs> or, you know, I haven't actually got anything worth writing. I would just physically write those words down. But over time, I realised that that's actually quite powerful because it helps you notice your thoughts. And then there would come a time when I remember quite clearly that the next thought that came into my head was, oh, I've just thought of something that I don't want to voice. I don't want to write that down. don't want to go there. And of course... I had to because I'd committed to carry on writing. The pen mm. was on the paper and I committed to write it. and I had to write what was there. And that was, it's, that's very powerful because, you know, as mm. Louise Hay says, you can't clean the house till you can see the dirt. You've got to lay it out there. And by laying it out there, um, you know, yes, it brought it out, didn't make it any worse. It would have been much worse if it, if it had stayed inside. And then sometimes what would happen to me is. The answer to whatever was worrying me would just pop up later in the day. I would suddenly get the answer loud and clear to something I'd written down in the journal. So it's really powerful stuff. Um, And, you know, it it really can be. And and in case anyone's listening and thinking, you know what, I'm going to give that a try. But... I'm worried about, you know, my partner or somebody else, you know, seeing it. Uh, my belief with this is that for journaling, you don't have to have a beautiful book, you know, um, by your bed. You can write on some sheets of paper and burn them if you need to. You know, it will it, it, rip them up, or shred them or whatever you need to do. It, you, if you don't want to let worrying about other people seeing them be the reason you don't do it. And, and, the, and the other thing that mm, people true. often say to me is, oh, I, I, I hate writing. I just hate writing. Well, OK, then voice it into your phone and then delete. Yes, OK. But, you know, it's the getting it out there that's, that's really key. Um, but, yeah, so just, let's just share the, the one-minute version then because that's a, a different take on it, but still very powerful.
0: Yeah, so the one-minute version is... Um to choose a uh, positive affirmation. So that's a positive statement. Um, and we're giving everyone a whole example of a list. So for example, today's one um, can be thank you and gratitude. Think of something you're grateful and happy about today. You can do it with an affirmation project or you can just simply choose your own affirmation. Or um, obviously we've, we've got ones in the book to choose from. So today's one. And then what you do with that, you get your pen and paper Ideally, a proper pen and physical paper <laughs> or notebook. As Jamie says it doesn't have to be some posh thing. And, they, and also, don't buy one and never, never use it. I hear several people that buy them and then they don't even use them so they think they're too nice to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use I've, I've been
1: guilty of that. But anyway,
0: use your notebook. Write down. Then you write down the So You'd write down thank you and you'd write down think of something you are grateful and happy about today, for example, as today's one. And then what you do is you set an alarm on your phone sit with good posture and then once you set the alarm you're going to write down what that means to you today so you're not just repeating that affirmation you're actually writing down what it actually means to you for Mm. that one minute and just empty it out whatever comes to you just write it down and then afterwards have a reread it's really good
1: yeah yeah it's really good it's a a really good tip because you know lots of people say oh i haven't got time to do that in the morning well you know what everyone's got one minute at some point during the day and i think you know with all of these tools that we that we recommend you know they can be done uh you know obviously in the workplace at the desk Mm -hmm. or they can be done in the staff room if you're a teacher or you can you know quite frankly if you need to pop to the loo I mean you know you take some time out go to the loo and just have one minute doing one of these tools because when you come back you might be feeling a bit more balanced
0: (laughs) yeah and yeah I taught a nurse one of the nurse. well I taught a nurse earlier in the year and she does a month on day shifts night shifts 12 hour shifts can't get out of the hospital. There's not enough time to eat and get out of the hospital for a mm. proper, like a proper break. So, and, and often there's beeping and emergencies coming in and all sorts happening. And she said the best place is the toilet to do a standing, um, quick one minute meditation or an empowering one of our empowering um, tools or some quick empowering, you know, stretches and stuff. So yeah, sometimes the bathroom is the best place yeah Um, it really it really varies for each person
1: great so what what you know for for you then Beverly what would you like people to take away from this book the first one is stress to calm in seven minutes for lawyers what if there's any lawyers listening anyone in the legal profession anyone who works in a high pressure job at a at a desk what what would you like them to take from this
0: I would like them to get it for every member of their team and take you know hopefully take everybody's mental health and well-being seriously because for every person in this world there are good times challenging times and sad times of life and different obviously you know different workplaces have different pressures and different you know um different roles within the industry as well mm. um are you talking specifically to the the lawyers or just everybody i just with... i,
1: I don't mind either just yeah whatever so you think
0: really to just grab those tools diy and Every yeah, day, exactly. really. <laughs> yeah. and that would be my dream really is if if somebody said do you know what I, I'm picking this up every day and it's doing at least one or two I'd say well done if they're doing all seven on a really bad day I'd give them an extra well done and and if they then pass it, oh, I might be a family lawyer, and they they're, they're just about to go in before they go into court in the private room before going into the courtroom. You know, with a client who's going through a difficult divorce or something, If they're passing then a tool on to their client as well. That would be an extra bonus, because that has mm. that also happens as well already.
1: Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, I think
0: it's preventative as well. Things don't, you know, some people are on waiting lists for their mental health. You know. And if you can be on, a, you know, if you can pay for something privately, obviously great for some therapy or whatever it is. But this sort of thing is practical for everyone. Exactly. I mean, ultimately,
1: off. whenever there's anything we can do for ourselves, it's always going to win out because we can use it repeatedly. We can start yeah. to take back some control. And that often yeah. when it comes to mental health issues, that's really the key. When we can start to trust ourselves a little bit. It makes absolutely so much difference. So you know, they're, all the tools are very simple, completely non-invasive. Nothing will do you any harm if you don't benefit from it. So, but you know, so you've got nothing to lose at all. Exactly. Um, so the first have one
0: it, have is it sat on the desk. Have it yeah, sat exactly. It to remind yeah. you to keep using it
1: yeah totally so the first one is stress to calm for lawyers they're published by nida and grace and um, and we'll chat chat again maybe bev when the next one's out shall we that
0: would be amazing <laughs> we'll Have yeah, you
1: just that. want to give us your uh, website if anybody wants to have a look at your work that you do
0: yeah it's um dot and i'm beverly Densham everywhere on the social media too
1: Brilliant. And I think most people know mine is the soberclub.com alongside other things. Uh thank you so much um for listening. Thank you, Bev, for being a great, great guest. Lovely to lovely to have a co-author on. That's quite unusual. I don't think I've done that before. That's fun. Um yeah. and um yeah, let's uh, let's chat again when the next one in the series drops.
0: Thank you so much,
1: Janie Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the Natural Health and Sobriety Show on UK Health Radio.